Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. How are you today? Everybody good? Don't have your lunch? You have not had your lunch? One. So, let me see. Is there anyone new with us today? Anyone who is here for the first time for SGC? Uh, one first time for you as well. At least uh, here, yes. Okay. So introduce yourself, tell us your name. Uh, hi everyone, my name is Vanessa. I'm still a student in NTU. Uh, and you're wearing the Art Society t shirt, is that? Oh, so I haven't stepped I stepped out on August. Uh, yeah. so who, who, what role are you playing? You must introduce yourself, Ma. Oh, uh, I am currently the president of uh, NTO Society. Welcome, welcome. Thank you. So, if you have any, any children, niece or nephew who is studying in NTU, uh, and by NTU, I don't mean Nanyang Tech. Uh, I mean Nanyang Technological University. Uh. I don't mean the, the National Taiwan. <laughs> uh, you can point them to Vanessa, uh, join the Buddhist Society. NUS also has a Buddhist Society. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's an alumni. I'm hoping it's an alumni there. Yeah. Okay, next. Next, who? Lai Chuan from Ah Yes. Welcome, welcome. Are you still studying there? Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, going year three. Yeah, going year three, uh. yeah. What course are you in? Uh, chemical engineering. Chemical. Oh. Smart, smart. When they start it? Oh, I'm also smart. Why are you one so smart? Uh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm also from NTU. <laughs> uh, so, uh, uh, how many more years to go? Two more years for me and one more year for me. Uh, soon, soon. So study that uh, chemical and and uh, what? Uh? Material science. Material science. Uh, material science is a. Uh, uh, every time I hear it, I must say it's a hot, hot faculty. Uh, yeah, especially in the battery industry. Are you going to do battery? So I will, are you doing the nanotube, carbon nanotube, whatever? Else is here for the first time. Anyone else? 
the rest all introduced before. Introduced before. Introduced before. Introduced before. Introduced before. All introduced. Okay. How about the the one behind? Uh, I think it's a baby not. No, don't ask me if you want to have to do something. How do you get to know about this group? Actually, I went to a very study a few times. Oh. And then. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Welcome, welcome. Let me see. Uh, is AC here? AC. I don't know whether I got the name right, but there was this person, Li Ying Sam, or Sam Li Ying. Not, not you, right? Are, are you Li Ying Sam? Also, you are the one. Then you sit further up uh, because you have a lot of questions to ask. Kind of the the empty seats. Today you get a free upgrade. <laughs> Three upgrade to business class, right? <coughs> yeah. Not to be shy, okay? Come. Ah, so you are a real person. <laughs> yeah, because I receive uh, queries from different platforms, uh, some on Facebook, some on uh, some of them just text me out of the blue. Then this uh so your name is Dayang. Uh, so she texts me. Then, but you sign up as AC. Well, because I, I, I forget that I. You forgot oh. your name? Uh, I forget that my name was also. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. yeah. oh, your email is some yeah. yeah. So you put a, a pseudonym AC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what does AC stand for? Oh, that was like uh, quite a long time ago. That was that used to be my baptismal baptismal name when oh. I was in uh, Christian teacher. Hey, you were when you were what? Uh, when I was uh, when I was in Christian. Oh, so are you still in Christian? Oh, I left uh, quite a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was I was sharing in the morning because I as I told you uh about the morning sitting. Then they're sharing in the morning, right? Then there's also the Sunday program. So I was sharing in the group. I said, <coughs> based on the uh, correspondence, I said, this person is quite interesting. Don't know whether Christian or not. <laughs> uh, but it's okay. Yeah, well, we, we welcome uh, anyone to learn Dharma. Uh, so welcome, welcome. So what are you now? Are you Buddhist now? Uh, no, I'm, I'm still seeking. Still seeking now? Huh? Yeah. Oh, seeking, seeking. Not leaving, uh, seeking. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. So, uh, at the end of the session, or uh, towards the second half, then we'll have some time for Q&A. Okay. Uh, today's uh, theme is uh, on funeral. Yeah. Ask for anything. Yeah. Uh, of course, you can ask anything, but I may not be able to answer everything. <laughs> so today's topic, funeral. 
Um, somebody else also asked me some questions. Yeah, but let's look at the topic first. <clears throat> yeah, today's topic, what should we do at a funeral, Buddhist funeral? How best can we help the departed? How should we handle the remains? So these are just some questions that are common regarding Buddhist funeral. Yeah. Um, my family had students ask me this question as well. And my reply, my reply is often uh, no reply reply. Yeah. Uh, my reply was actually when you look at the suttas, the Buddha never stipulate any particular format for funerals. Yeah. Uh, but in the Mahaparinibbana Sutta, inside the Diga Nikaya, uh, you should be familiar, unbelieving. Uh, yeah, you should be familiar by now, right? Because from your email, well, it's quite detailed. Uh. Just started reading like days ago. Huh? I just started reading like maybe like weeks ago. So. Just a few weeks ago. Uh. So, so are you working currently? Oh, yes, I'm working currently. Just that uh, there was a lot of people, so I started. Oh, well, because your questions are many and quite detailed. Huh? Oh, not bad. So in the Mahaparinibbana Sutta, in the Diga Nikaya, uh, there was one place where the Buddha mentioned about uh, something related to funeral. Because he, has, he had declared that he's going to pass away in a few months' time. Then, uh, as he journeyed from places to places, then he, he gave summaries of his teachings. Then at some point in time, Varabha Ananda asked the Buddha what to do with his uh, remains. To which the Buddha told him, uh, the, you know, leave that to the lay people, yeah? you go and meditate. <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, then he described how the, the, the body of the Tathagata should be wrapped in layers of cloth and then uh, with uh, incense and so on and so forth and then to be cremated. Then after that, the remains, uh, he mentioned uh, the Buddha, the real turning monarch, the, the disciple of the Buddha. And I, if I don't recall of me, maybe the like Arahant, uh, because in the Buddhist custom, usually only Arahant, then <clears throat> they, they have a have the kind of elaborate uh, setup. Um, uh, so other than that, uh, scantily any description. Yeah. Perhaps the interesting thing is because it's not strictly stipulated, so you find that in Chinese uh, Mahana uh, Buddhist tradition, then you have the Chinese style kind of uh, Buddhist funeral. If you go to a 10 Theravadan style, uh, then they have Theravadan style kind of funeral. Yeah? Usually at the Panarasati, yeah? which is a sutta, which is on the reflection of the impermanence of life. Then usually recite the 12 links of dependent origination. Then also recite a few other verses. It's a whole set, uh, which is quite standardized in a way. Yeah? Um, uh, recite on the reflection on the three characteristics, anicca, dukkha, anatta. Oh. So, um, it, some who practice the, uh, sometimes they recite the sutta on permanence, uh, especially if it's the Chinese group, but practice Theravada, then they recite do something. Yeah? If it's Chinese Mahana tradition, then they usually recite 
a series of different sutras, uh, namely most most well known the Amitabha Sutra, <coughs> yeah, Pure Land Sutra. Then, in some cases, they may uh, invite the venerables to also further recite, uh, let's say, Di Chang Jing, uh, the Earth Storm Bodhisattva uh, Sutra. Then, sometimes recite the Jing Kang Jing. Then, what else? Uh, Yao Si Jing, you know, things like that, uh, such as these sutras. Um, but uh, what we see from the card canon is uh, there's no strict stipulation. And similarly, if you look at the uh, Tibetan tradition, uh, it will, I'm just talking about the prevalent traditions in Singapore. Yeah? Uh, if you follow, let's say, uh, some other schools from other countries, then they may have slight variants. Uh, slight variants. Uh, so, uh, what we can say is that, uh, by and large, in all the different traditions, there's a certain practice to uh, do some chanting. Uh, to do some chanting. And the chanting is somewhat related to the passing of the person. Yeah. In the case of Amitabha Sutra, strictly speaking, there's a take this opportunity to clear up some misconception. Sometimes people have, have a very denigrating term for mitoting. Yeah, they call it a sritting. The dead person sutra. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I shouldn't look down here. I should look there. Uh, I look there, then you look like I'm looking at you, right? <laughs> so this is an illusion. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Now I'm looking at you. You think I'm looking at you? Actually, I'm not looking at you. <laughs> so, yeah, there is. Have you heard of this? Yes? No? Some, some of you? Maybe never heard of uh, but in the Buddhist circle, uh, Buddhist circle, sometimes people have this denigrating term. Uh, and the reason is because somehow, uh, at some point, the Amitabha Sutra is, is the preferred choice of Sutra to be recited. Yeah? And so, at funeral procession, then you hear them play the, play the speaker. Amitabha <laughs> Uh, so sometimes in the HTTP block, yeah, you hear uh, the... Oh, uh, long time ago, the Chinese funeral is uh, So that's the uh, Chinese traditional one, long Taoist type. Yeah. But strictly speaking, if you go and ask Taoist priests, uh, they say, that have nothing to do with us. <laughs> yeah. A lot of that is actually more Chinese custom. Uh, a lot of that is Chinese custom. Uh, so, um, my, my teacher, uh, from what I heard from the seniors, uh, and also what I experienced when I was in the US, we don't actively engage or conduct funeral uh, services. Uh, in part because uh, we live in the middle of the mountain. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we can count the number of Chinese in our state. Yeah. Mainly Hispanic, yeah, uh, Hispanic Americans. Uh, we we barely see any black or pure white also. Mostly Hispanic, yeah. Uh, much less Chinese. The few Chinese are all those who open Chinese restaurants. <laughs> Not to be racist, but it's a fact. Uh. Uh, so, and most of our disciples are not in our state. They are mostly in California, Texas, Arizona, 
or Phoenix, yeah, or Phoenix, Arizona, or Texas, rather. Uh, and so uh, when I was there for about the three to four years, never, never ever attended any uh, funeral services, never did any funeral services. So only funeral services that I heard about my teacher conducting is uh, the passing of an elderly, uh, elderly, uh, can say Amma, uh, who has been uh, supporting the, the, the center, the monastery for since the beginning days. Yeah. And it is said that when my teacher heard of her passing, all he did was bring a few disciples, go down uh, to the funeral, recited Hasutra, and then dedication, then go off. Uh, no elaborate ritual, no uh, three days of service, no. Just go there, chant Hasutra, then go off. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so, when, uh, when sometimes I'm invited, uh, usually students, family. Um, if it's a student himself, they cannot invite me uh, because they pass away. <laughs> yeah. That'll be the day. Uh, one day, like, uh, in a day, then one student suddenly come into my house. Do you come in? Oh, so far, I already passed away. Oh, okay. Then <laughs> oh, how? That'll be interesting. Uh. Yeah. Look forward to that day. Uh, one day, I give them one talk, then I tell you, no, that day, uh, <laughs> you know that who passed away, right? Hey, came to visit me, you know. <laughs> Asked me to do a service. How <laughs> many But I, I did have a student who asked me before she passed away. Before, uh, not, not after. So, um, I will go there and do a simple service. I'll recite the Heart Sutra and then the Great Compassionate Mantra. Uh, but me being me, the chanting is actually the shortcut. Yeah. Before I do the chanting, I'll do a bit of sharing with them. Yeah, I'll share with them uh, the purpose of doing these services. Yeah. What does it entail? What does it mean? The kind of mindset you should have. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the Noble Eightfold Path, the practice starts with right view. Uh, right view. So whatever practice you do that you do, you must start with the right mindset. The right view is basically your mindset. Yeah. If you do it with a wrong mindset, then unfortunately, uh, sometimes you may appear outwardly to be doing Dharma activities, Dharma practices. But if you do it with a right, wrong intention, wrong mindset, then actually it's detrimental. Also. For example, give an example. For example, uh, we just look at the simplest practice. Okay, simplest practice. Uh, charity, giving, right? Giving is good, right? But imagine now a person gives to show off. Uh, it's also giving, but, but you give uh, because your friend or your friend donated $10. So you donate $20. Right? So long time ago, uh, at some of the charity event, then some tempers, they raise fund their function, right? Uh, so I, I heard some venerables comment saying, not so good to have auctions. Because sometimes auction and then becomes like a bidding war, you know. Yeah, then trying to outbid each other. That, so the, the whole mood, the whole atmosphere is a bit, yeah. Uh, but 
the intent is not the bad thing. Uh, to raise funds to support the center so that it can continue doing Dharma work. Yeah. But that aside, that aside. Uh, important to have the right intent, the right mindset. And that's why I will spend a, a much larger amount of time. Yeah. The actual chanting may be about 50 minutes. Yeah. I'll spend a lot more time to explain to the family. Yeah. Take the opportunity to let them know what they are doing, why they are doing it. Yeah. Uh, especially because uh, many times, like let's say a student may invite me to do the service, a student may attend the class, but the family may, may or may not have attended Dharma classes uh, or have uh, actually learned about what the Dharma teachings is about. And so for them, um, they may have certain preconception or misconception about the rights and rituals. To begin with, to think that it's rights and rituals, that's a misnomer. Yeah. Uh, in Buddhism, actually no rituals. Whatever so-called forms that we call rituals were adopted from the different localities. Like Chinese, we adopted a lot from the Chinese customs. Yeah, Chinese customs. For example, when we about to start the prayers, right? Then some families will say, oh, so we need to lay the mat on. Yeah, do we really need to lay the mat? Then I told them, I said, up to you. Up to me, uh, supposed to lay the bed. I said, Yeah, you know why I lay the bed? So that it's clean, uh, you're going to sit down. <laughs> of course, if you go and ask some elders, they will say, No, like this, like that. But actually, Chinese, a lot of the customs we do and can do and so on started out with very practical reasons. Chinese are very practical people. Think about it, Chinese, Chinese are so practical that. If ancestors cannot bless them, they don't pray to their ancestors. <laughs> but if you think about it, we pray to ancestors for what? Press for them to bless us. Huh? Then what? Memorial. <laughs> bless us. Don't bless us. We pray for <laughs> Chinese very practical people. Uh, but don't hear from me. I'm Singaporean. I heard from this fellow Chinese monk. I don't say who. Huh? <laughs> but I, I learned a lot of things from, from them, you know, when I was uh, in the monastery. One of them told me, Chinese are very practical. When it suits our needs, we worship it. When, but we are still in control. <laughs> For example, dragon, right? Chinese, Chinese uh, culture, dragon is very held in high esteem, right? So, <clears throat> when it serves our purpose, we say, oh, this is very grand, this is very lofty. But when I like it, I'm king, I put, I carve you on the ground, I can step over you. <laughs> Chinese attitude. But doesn't mean it's right or wrong, huh? but this is just Chinese culture. Oh, but, so I told them, a lot of this actually has to do with hygiene uh, practices. Like, uh, traditionally you go for funeral, then after that they give you the, the red string tied around your finger, right? And then when you go back, you must wash your hand, wash your leg. Hey, sounds familiar, huh? COVID-19, you know, go back home, must wash hand, wash leg. Yeah, because last time when people died, they don't know why they died. So when, when they start to see that after visiting funeral, and if they don't clean themselves up, yeah, other people also fall sick. Yeah, a lot of these practices came about because of that, you know. But now, by now, we, we do this just as a custom like Bantang must wash. Wash them are lucky. It's just for pure hygiene. A lot of these are actually very practical practices. 
situação. Even when we do house blessing, right? Uh, then they usually use the yuzu, right? Nowadays, I can just just get any flower. Don't have flower, then use hand. I never. I'm serious. Uh, I never heard. Uh, I never seen. I heard of some parables. They take the you know the the sprinkler. <laughs> yeah. How many of you went to Gongmingshan for sampu ipai? Uh, when you come to the end, they. They oppose us. Right? And in the Thai tradition, they use the thing and then, yeah, they're very powerful. One shot, boom, what? 10 meters down the line. Yeah. But that thing you buy from market, you use it to clean the floor. Right? Uh, so, up to you to use it. <laughs> up to you to use it. So I usually spend time uh, to explain both the sutra that we are going to recite and also some of the customs so that they have some clarity. Otherwise, you, they, the family already lost a loved one. And then there's all the heaviness of tabula, customs, uh, tradition, uh, something like that. Oh, so stress, you know. Not so stress. Then the funny thing is that sometimes, sometimes, Chinese, we like to do something else. After the family passed away, then want to give them money. Before pass away, don't give them money. <laughs> huh? So pass away, then how to give them money? Ji Kim Chua, right? Four, 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 different style of ruling. Now this simpler. All just four, roll, chuk, roll, chuk. Yeah. Uh, next time, just burn credit card. Don't have to. Uh, just one card. Huh? Uh, uh, platinum cut oh, paper one uh, not, not the actual plastic one <laughs> uh, just burn one cut then lifelong membership okay uh, whatever you want you want house go and order yourself uh, go talk about <laughs> yeah Chinese like to burn a lot of things uh. Uh, luckily we, do you know that the burning practice is a good thing because before that they bury things <laughs> Yeah. The, the rich you don't know huh? you know that that what the first emperor very live people no actual people very no. so if you think about it burning paper figures better than burying or burning actual people right but today we think oh yeah this is a bad practice actually luckily we start burning paper no. otherwise you're burying actual people no. why do you think there are tomb raiders not, not the game Tomb Raider, actual, actual Tomb Raiders. Because Chinese tomb, actually not just Chinese, in many civilizations, we like to bury all the treasures in the tomb. Not just Egyptians, are Western also. Yeah. Question is whether they have enough to bury. And in a way, it's to show off, I have so much money spared, huh? bury. You know? So the thing about it, all the resources buried. Yeah, imagine next time still food pass away, then you bury computer. <laughs> <laughs> Computers can still be used, I can give away why bury for what? Yeah. 
Uh, but the sad thing is, in the ancient past, servants, ladies, those who are really beaten, you know, that's why there's this term, not, not, not joking, no, not legend, it's really happening last time. So when they switch to burning, it's actually an improvement. Yeah. But now maybe we should totally improve. Yeah. Should ask ourselves why we do it. Why are we doing it? To express our piety towards our family. Yeah. Our care and concern. But perhaps better to show before they die. Lah. <clears throat> right? Not for wait until they die then. Wow, burn big house. Before that. Uh, uh, ask this brother, move to your house. Uh, stay in my house three months, we really move to your house. Uh, you know, they, they call this play ping pong you know, or ping pong. Yeah, pass the mother, pass the father, pass around. Ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong, 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 dong. <laughs> yeah. Then until die, then oh, we must have a big house, <clears throat> all these story house, but really pointless. Not pointless. There was once a family, uh, a student invited me, and in the car, my student told me, Sufu, later on, can you talk to my mother and auntie? Yeah, burning a lot of those incense paper. Um, as Sufu, as, as I know, uh, this is not a Buddhist practice, man. And furthermore, damage the environment. Oh, we should stop all this, right? Yeah. So, Sufu, later you can talk to them. Can you talk to them, please? Okay, let us see how. So when I arrived, sure enough, the mother, the auntie, you know, all sit at the table, folding, folding. So after I paid respect to the father, they went to the table, and they greeted me, ah, sifu. And I asked them, oh, take him too, huh? Then they, 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 they look a bit awkward. Ah, see, see. <laughs> then I sat down and said, take him too, huh? Then they, ah. Oh. My, my student got a shock, huh? Ask this sifu, come and advise my mom not to take it up. Then this sifu say, take it up. Oh. <laughs> now this is a matter of fact. This is happening, isn't it? Yeah. Ask yourself, <clears throat> just nice indeed. You were a Christian last time, huh? So okay, maybe I don't call you, but it's already called a few times. Huh? <laughs> were your friends? Will, will they watch this video then? Huh? They don't know. Okay. So, like your friends. friends last time or not? Cut off with them. Why you cut off? Uh, a long story. Okay. Yeah, I heard long story. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, don't tell now. Later, later. <laughs> yeah. uh, have you heard that? Uh, some, not all, uh, some, uh, some of them are quite fervent, you know. So if they themselves are, I, I don't mean to say that all Christians are, are so whoever watching this don't go and complain police, okay? I'm just stating as a fact that some, okay, some, they are so fervent about it, when they have, a, like, let's say their grandma or their parents pass away, and their family members <coughs> have the uh, traditional uh, ceremony, well, then they kick up a big fuss, and some of them even like, you know, uh, it's one thing to say, oh, I don't burn joystick. To me, okay, your choice. Uh, I mean, that's your father. Uh, you don't have to pay respect in the way he wants that. That's your choice. But I never heard and seen cases where they go and smash the altar. 
things like that. That's quite a strict one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't agree with that. I've come across people with that kind of muscles when I come back. Yeah, so an important point. So these are the extremists. Okay, extremists. So my point in bringing this up is not to bash them up. It's that we shouldn't do the same thing. Just because we don't burn inject incense paper, we shouldn't go there. Ayah, you don't burn incense or what? We are doing, if, if we do that, we are the same, isn't it? So if we frown upon people, you know, coming in to uh, criticize or, or like be disrespectful to our practices, when we look at other people's practices, yes, we don't practice it, but we should be respectful. So, uh, that's why when I sat down, the first thing I told them, it's not whole, but I qualify, I say, why is it good? Uh, because you want to do something for your your dead husband, mom. I said, yes, you know, you know. Right? You think people are stupid. Uh? Sit down there, nothing to do. Ho, ho, ho. Then <laughs> I burn them, ashes, then you have to throw away. Huh? You think people are stupid. Not stupid. Yeah, it's desperate. Right? Your, your family member passed away. You really don't know what else you can do. So, the only thing you, you have heard of as a Chinese is full paper money, but hopefully, like, you don't know whether you transmit Western Union or what, whether they can receive. You know, so you burn money. Yeah. <clears throat> so I told them, uh, it's good that you want to do something for them. Yeah. Uh, but do you know that there's that different ways of folding paper money? They don't see. Well, then they got curious. Then they want to listen. If I sit down and say, ah, yeah, can do cool, cool, cool. Then they they bang. <laughs> They just shut off the ear. Their ear, eh. <laughs> but because <clears throat> I start off, then they want to listen. So I told them, if while folding the paper money, you chit chat, you gossip, you talk about that auntie la, you talk about that uncle la, that grandpa, this and that, you gossip about people, you tell tales. Oh, then actually you're causing the merit in his name. <laughs> Because of him, you fall. Because of doing this, then you chit-chat, then you tell tales. So, indirectly implicate him. Although, his, his fault is very, is almost none. Uh, but you are doing all this, uh, not so good. So I told them, instead, while you are folding, each time you fall, uh, you, if you recite Buddha's name, then there's a bit of merit. Oh, uh, which is true, right? Regardless of what you are doing, you can recite Buddha's name, right? When you are washing the floor, you can also recite Buddha's name, right? So why not when you are folding the paper money? So I do that. Recite while you are folding. Then at the end of it, don't just walk off and have your dinner. Each time you finish one set, then you do dedication. This way you can benefit them. Then that's more wholesome. That's better. Then they all... Then I said, you know how to accept it. Then I teach them. And that's the best opportunity for them to learn something. Cannot expect everybody, Akong Amma, to sit down and then be like, I teach you emptiness. Uh, difficult. Okay. So, besides that, one thing that <clears throat> I started um, doing for uh, families is uh, to uh, after doing the chanting, then I bring them to the uh, to the inner part, which is where the family member is resting. Yeah? 
and then I will guide the family <coughs> to do a mutual repentance. No, mutual repentance. So uh, this practice is uh, I'm, I'm, is based. I'm basing it on uh, the practice that the monastic do. For monastics, when we visit a center, uh, let's say for three months, six months, a year, or two, or so on, and so on. Uh, when we leave the place, we will do repentance to the community. Yeah. Similarly, when we <clears throat> when we leave, they will also do repentance to us. Yeah. Uh, why do we do that? It is a recognition that <clears throat> we are not formless. We are not enlightened. So intentionally or unintentionally, we may act through body, speech and mind in ways that harm or hurt others. Maybe not directly reaching any particular precepts, but it may <clears throat> maybe inconvenience others, maybe uh, not to others' liking, yeah? but we are not aware. So we take this opportunity to make amends to them. Similarly, maybe they do something that we are not happy. So before we leave, we make amends mutually. Of course, <clears throat> uh, in the community, usually, uh, as and when we know, we try to make amends first. Uh, we don't we are there anyway, I'm not leaving yet. See how that? <laughs> oh, when you leave that, I say sorry. <laughs> I don't, you don't have to be like that, right? Uh, but in the case of a family departing, then we take this opportunity not to guide the family to do mutual repentance. Yeah. Um, I've received uh, comments from different families yeah, uh, that sometimes this is something that we forget. Yeah. Sometimes we take for granted our family. With friends, maybe when we do something that annoys our family, immediately we try to say sorry. But sometimes with family, uh, because we are too close, then why, why must I say sorry? <laughs> uh, we forget. And then one day, the person passed away. Too late. Yeah. Or sometimes it's when we are very young, and then we are naughty, mischievous. Yeah. And how many of you, when you are, when you are young, primary school, or even younger, or maybe secondary school, how many times have we apologized to our parents? Barely. Yeah. Apologize for what? I really get keen, but <laughs> our traditional relationship between parent and child is wrong, gonna kid. Yeah. Uh, seldom required to say sorry. Say sorry for us. Kid you first. So in the end, we, we never quite learn to say sorry, you know. I think this is a practice that maybe we should do it even before anyone passes away. Uh, before anyone passes away. That's why in the morning sitting, uh, we have this practice, right? If you have done any, any, any disservice, try to make amends, apologize for it. But this is what I do for some uh, for the families uh, towards the end of the, uh, the service. Uh, and after that, then I'll bring them out with some chanting then we do dedication. Uh, <clears throat> so, other than that, sometimes students will ask me about the tablets. 
once a year. Not asking you to pray every day or so. Huh? Once a year. Maybe twice. Unless your father, mother, the death anniversary coincide with Qingming or close enough one time together. Otherwise, pray twice a year. Yeah? Qingming once and anniversary once. Okay or not? So why is it a burden? I think it's because it reflects on the state of family relations, you know. That if the parent feel to the point that uh, it will be a burden for my children, either, either, either <clears throat> the relation is not so good, so they don't have much hopes that the child will bother to go and do prayers, or they don't think it's necessary. They think it's necessary to have the niche, the template. Okay, give your answer, don't have to guess. Okay. In the sutra, no such mention. <laughs> uh, you, you, can you find any sutra? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know of such a sutra. No, no such a practice. But I encourage people to do it. Why? <clears throat> because if you have a tablet and you, uh, you, you take this opportunity to educate them on filial piety, on gratitude, yeah? and while they go to the temple, they may, you never know, huh? maybe some of them go to the temple and they happen to see a poster, then they see Han Sutra. Then they see a little Dharma Lost. Then they see this one. Quite interesting, huh? <laughs> then maybe they will attend Dharma Talk. <laughs> uh, maybe not mine, la, uh, just, just an example. Okay. So, <clears throat> actually, for many temples, many monasteries, this is our hope. That when you put the tablet in the temple, your descendants will have a chance to, or a reason, an excuse for that. Uh, uh, the reason, at least once or twice a year, maybe basically three times, at most three times, uh, to come to the temple. And maybe, <clears throat> maybe your children, they go for their whole life, never learn anything, but because they become accustomed, so they also bring their children. And maybe the children have the wholesome roots. Then the children go there, the children say, hey, go and attend. So you notice sometimes parents don't, are not really into Buddhism, but children are. As long as children are, then the next generation, skip one generation. Like diabetes, you know, skip one generation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Buddhism, we, we look at, we don't look at tree to fire. Uh, the kind of project planning. We look at lives, generations. Over 10 generations, if just one generation benefit, then it's worthwhile. It's worthwhile. So, look long term. So, I encourage students to have niches, uh, but must do it with the right mindset. <clears throat> as much as you can. As much as you can. I don't say that my Amma do it with a fully right mindset also. I'm sure there's some mixture of Taoist thinking, Chinese custom, Buddhist practices, mixture. Yeah. But because of my Amma, my Amma, one word, 
three eats of God by Bible. You know, first and the fifteenth come and pray. So all the daughter-in-laws quite quite come. And then Amma say, bring their children. Okay. Because last time, not full day session, but morning, afternoon. So if you are afternoon session, you, you don't have to go because prayers are in the morning. So morning go. Because I remember last time doesn't it's not on weekends. Yeah, last time all the prayers follow first and the fifteenth. Now so see now weekend, right? People I ask oh, weekend or sometimes I'm not free. Yeah. I tell <laughs> sometimes when I think about it. Last time, first and the fifteenth, sometimes Tuesday. Right? Yeah, but partly because last time mother is a housewife. Right? And then children, afternoon class. So morning go to the temple. Then afternoon go to school. Yeah. Last time is like that. Yeah. After the after after the prayers have lunch, then go to school. Sometimes. Yeah. It's not always on the cats. And because of that, so just go long, go, 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 back in Chabiruji, until become a monk. <laughs> After this, nobody tell me Chabiruji. I forgot to tell you that Scarlet sometimes about. You get hooked, you know. So, <clears throat> I think um, funerals are a way for family members to grieve make sense of the loss of that loved ones. Yeah. Uh, and in this process, the, the, the prayers can help them on an emotional level to have uh, some quality and peace. And on a more deeper level, if you can share with them some teachings uh, that they can resonate with and help them uh, have a clearer understanding. Then it can help them also. Uh, at this juncture, I'd like to uh, answer a few questions. It's 3 o'clock from 2 to nowadays, I mean, not bad. Once in a while, uh, leave, leave, leave. don't get your soap books high. Uh. This is once in a while. Once in a while, I do to 3 o'clock, then I have time for QA. Usually, 335 still talking about the meeting talk. We haven't finished. Then I have to cover the next month. So there was a student who asked this question. Then after that, uh, Kadel has a question. Uh, first, he posted on the volunteer chat. Then I didn't know that it was for me. So just now in the car, he, he reminded me. So I told him, ask during the class. Okay, so this uh, this is from Serene. Then after that, uh, Lee can ask some questions. Uh, because you wrote a lot of things. Today I, I saw wow, some more questions. So I don't know which one you want to ask. You, know? uh, you can start thinking, okay? Can. So, greeting Sifu. Hope you have been holding up well and safe. Yes, Serene, I've been holding up well and safe. Two jabs. Recently, I've been contemplating how to help animals that are passing on or have passed on. Uh, so, funeral is not just about human things. Uh, because Singaporeans, uh, is, uh, I like to think that it's a... It's a beautiful thing that we have the capacity to care for uh, animals to the extent of not 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 like oh I'm a I'm the owner this one is my pet no, doggy I'm my pet but many families that I know 
my students who, who have pets, they treat them really like family, you know. Yeah. So when the when the when the dog or the cat pass away, uh, it is for them, yeah, for them it is really like losing a loved one. Not like uh, it is losing a loved one for them. Um, so when a human passes on or is dying, there are rites and rituals, but it appears not to be the case for animals. Maybe I'm just unaware or they don't exist right now, even though they too are sentient I consult Sifu, what can a layman like me do to help animals in the final stages of their lives? Yeah. So just before passing, moment of passing, after passing, pre-cremation, post-cremation. Yeah. I understand, for example, there are seven-day prayers, 49 days, 100 days for humans. Not sure if applicable though for human for animals. I just hope to do my part to give rise to conditions where the deceased animals may experience a better passing and pray for a better rebirth for them. And if chanting is one of the ways, what sutra mantra would it be? I hope I'm making sense to you, Shifu, and I'd appreciate if you could enlighten me, maybe with a step-by-step -step SOP. <laughs> <laughs> with a smiley face. <laughs> so I, I convey full message. Huh? Okay, so thank you, Sifu, for your time and stay safe. Sincerely, Serene Okay, so, uh, so I have been invited to uh, conduct some prayers before the cremation and after the cremation. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> where's that place? Uh? Uh, there's actually a place for has to be cremated. Yeah, I didn't know before that. Then my student told me, and then uh, we drove there, and I was like, oh, so there's such a place. Uh, but the scale is much smaller uh, because the, the size uh, and the duration is uh, different also. Human uh, cremation takes quite a few hours. Yeah, uh, Pets usually, I think, much shorter. Yeah. So, um, I don't make a huge distinction between human or animal. No, 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 doesn't mean I look at human as animal, but all scientifics. I agree with Siri, all scientifics. Yeah. Uh, but if you were to go to, uh, let's say, temples and ask whether you can put a tablet, they'll say yes. And then they ask what name, then it's like, uh, let's say, like uh, lucky. <laughs> <laughs> What's the surname? No, no surname. Huh? A dog cannot. <laughs> Everything okay up to the name that day. Lucky. Huh? Oh, cannot. So some some people have some may, may think, hey, how come Buddhism is supposed to be compassionate? How come when it comes to this, not discriminating? Huh? Um, so I don't own a temple. I currently don't have one temple. Y'all want to give a temple? Y'all know I have any temple, bacon, no, no, back there. <laughs> Let me know. But uh, I, these days, I tend to ask myself, what could be the possible reasons? Yeah, what could be the possible reasons? Uh, and this is what I think may be the reason. Uh, first of all, 
that is the case of the volunteers. Because usually when you go there, you are dealing with volunteers first. The volunteers never ever handled writing the registration for an animal. So default, cannot. <laughs> Easiest answer, ma. Uh, don't have to go and ask the food, ma. Because every ask the food gets coded, ma. <laughs> so don't ask, don't get coded. Ask gets coded. So cannot. Uh, default, just say cannot. Hopefully, you just go away. Uh, so what if you ask the food? Will the food say, okay, I don't know. But I suspect in some centers, they may say no simply because there's no precedence. Why? Because traditionally, you know, like Chinese, me Chinese, there's a famous idiom, right? So traditionally, don't, 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 don't look at me like, hey, Sifui, how can you? No, it's, it's a matter of fact. Traditionally, this saying, doesn't mean that Chinese was against eating dog meat. It's just saying that you're using inferior meat to sell as a higher price meat. It's because people do eat dog meat prevalently. Yeah. Why? Because since ancient times, war, 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 you think when during if the whole country is fighting half the time, you think you have you have the luxury of having a proper farmer. <laughs> Nowadays we still complain, oh this farm is not uh, organic, that farm <laughs> not humane, never let them have free rain, not the free <laughs> Of course, if you ask me, ideally, all be vegetarian. That's all the problem. What I'm trying to say is that because we have a legacy of this, we don't really have the culture of having so-called pets, pets. Yeah. So as a result, most temples don't have such a precedence. All it takes is one or two temples, especially major one, to allow that. Then becomes a more accepted concept. Then, okay. Like for example, uh, I also have some students ask me about uh, abortion cases. Yeah. So then, how about the, the fetus? Then can they go for cremation and things like that? Yeah. Or in some cases, it may be too early, so there's no remains to cremate. Yeah. So then, can they put a tablet? Some temples, uh, no. Some temples, yes. Yeah. There's no hard and fast rule. There's no sutra that say, oh. Dogs cannot have a... As I said, even humans, there's no stipulation about having tablets. So it's all about convention. Huh? Um, so for me, I, I think good for us to also understand the angle from temple's point of view. Imagine if you are one of the committee members in a temple. It's no longer... When you're in charge of that temple, it's not your own kakitsu, you know? Not your own business, not your own family, you want to do whatever. Tomorrow we, we, we pray with chocolate. Have you ever seen any prayer with chocolate one, agandas, ice cream? No ma. Why? Because traditionally never do this. Right? So when you are in the committee or you are the volunteers, or even if you are Sangha, you think Sangha can just decide everything. Uh? Cannot. Why? Because the Sangha take over from the Lava Sang, right? Lava Sang passed away. All the disciples for how many years, they have a certain expectation of a certain protocol, a certain way of doing things. You cannot just say, oh, now I take over as ever, then I suka suka. <laughs> from today on, we pray, we, we, we do offering with faggot dust. Cannot. <laughs> uh, what to do? Uh, because you respect the 
status quo. You respect the arrangement that was left now as a legacy. So nowadays, when I look at it, sometimes I, I don't envy um, those who are managing or you know running the temples. Not not the it's what Chinese call because if they change, they may offend the existing uh, devotees. If they don't change, they offend the new devotees. Very difficult. So luckily we don't have temple. <laughs> yeah, but precisely because I don't have temple. I feel that we, I should speak up for them. Yeah, that we should be understanding. So then, how should we have a tablet? <clears throat> the thing is, today if you go Mandai and try to put a, I don't know whether is it possible. Y'all, y'all know? Don't know or cannot? Cannot, huh? So why? Because again, by custom. Yeah, because. The, the number of lots already allocated yeah, for human things. Then human beings will call Yong Liao then. Uh, you know what I mean? Also, sometimes it's practical reasons. So, back to the ashes. Huh? So, just before passing, uh, there's this uh, group of volunteers, uh, devotees. One of them called Karen. Karen He. Yeah. Karen, if you're watching, uh, maybe don't watch, uh, you never watch SGC. Uh, uh, by the time you watch, I don't know how many months later. But anyway, uh, her, her daughter had a dog called Mita. Yeah, so very beautiful process. She said that uh, the, the dog towards the last you know, one week or something, then like, seemed to know that it's going to pass away. And then towards the final uh, period, they do chanting together with the dog. So then the dog slowly start to you know become weaker, weaker, and then pass away. Sometimes I look at it and I'm thinking, how many human beings have the marriage to pass away that, like that? Huh? How many? Recently I just saw, I don't mention which family, uh, but came out in the newspaper. After so many years, then the children suing each other for estate. Sad. Yeah. So sometimes human beings don't, don't worry about the rituals first. When our family members pass away, please, please, please don't spend the time trying to fight over who get what property and this and that. The funeral is not for you. The funeral is for your father, your mother, your grandfather, grandmother, your relatives. Now, respect them, honor them. Does it mean after the funeral, then fight it out? Ayo, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Sometimes I ask them, before that person, like you think about it, right? Before that family member passed away, you're, 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 you're okay also. Right? But just because that person passed away, then now you have an extra, huh? this condo, that bungalow house, then you suddenly, if you don't get a piece, you feel like you lose something. This is the, you know, the irony of our human state. Yeah. So for, for dogs, whether for dogs or for human beings, before passing, better to 
have a peaceful environment for the one who is passing away. Yeah. Before passing, uh, whoever is in the presence of that person, speak softly, don't speak too loudly. Uh, remind, if, you, if the person is lucid, talk to the person, remind the person of the good that the person has done before. Yeah. If you dig deep enough, you definitely can find something that you can complain about, <laughs> about anyone. Even the Buddha, people complain about him. The Buddha said, yeah, since there's no one who, no, that who can go get past without anyone you know, having something to complain about him. So when someone is going to pass on, leave that alone. Leave all that behind. Remind the person of the kindness the person has rendered you or rendered others. Remind the person of the wholesomeness of the good the person has done. If the person has taken refuge, remind the person you have taken refuge. Yeah. If the person has taken five precepts, remind the person of the fact that he has abstained from harming others for that long. Oh, then he, the person can feel, oh, because... Why is this important? Because sometimes, I can tell you, uh, many people live with regrets in their, in their mind, in their heart. They feel that they have not done enough for their family. They are not good enough. And with this remorse in their heart, they're easy to go the wrong way. Uh. So remind them of the goodness that they have done so that they connect with the good karma. Yeah. Of course, some of you may say, hey, but my who or cannot think of anything good. Eh? <laughs> then how? Then how? Maybe you have to lower the expectation. Uh, lower the bar a bit. Lower until you can say something truthful. Don't say anything untruthful and then cause the person more doubt. Oh, really? Man? I did that. Ah. <laughs> uh, then, then at first, the person was ready to go. Then you, well, you press the person until Uti Bhutikawa. <laughs> you know how can you say Uti Bhutikawa? Then the person can get more comfortable. Eh? Really, I did all that. That was so for doggy or, or catty, then you can also uh, talk to the pet. Uh, thank the, the pet for all the time that they have spent with us, yeah, all the love that you have shared and the time you have shared and so on. Yeah. And then if you are Buddhist, of course, uh, can recite Pui for Pui Pui And then try to uh, encourage your pet to move towards Dharma. So uh, then, moment of passing, do some chanting. Uh, in the Buddhist community now, we usually have the practice to not touch the body or move the body too, too drastically within eight hours. Uh, so this in lieu of the of the concept that. Uh, if any disturbances should cause the person to, or the being, dog or otherwise, to be maybe agitated, then it may cause the person to have defilements arise and then resulting in a not so good people. But I also remind people in another sutta, the Buddha highlighted that uh, if a person has been connecting with wholesome practices for a long time, then even if the person were to die in an untimely fashion, in an accident, your rebirth is assured. So, 
So it's not that, oh, you practice the whole life, wow, so good, so good. Then towards the end, before you pass away, then someone comes and say, you know, huh? then you, ah. <laughs> <laughs> but not, not like that. Huh? Yeah. Why? Because the karmic force, karma is about action. So all the actions you have done, that has a much greater momentum, a much greater potential than that. You know? Yeah. Many times when we think, oh, the person's last moment, that's actually also conditioned by all the past moments. So if you have been having very unwholesome thoughts, or I'm not saying unwholesome thoughts want to get kill people, but if you have been always very negative, in a sense, you are resentful, yeah, maybe, maybe somebody did harm you before, yeah? sabo you, or maybe you feel your father la, unfair, la, mother unfair, la, your husband not fair, la, your father, law, mother in law, or everybody unfair to you. La. You feel that. Okay? To me, it's not important whether they were fair or not fair. Important is you think they are unfair. Because that is what shapes your decision. That's what shapes your mind, you know. And if that is the case, do you think that? towards the end of your life, everybody surround you and then say nice things to you. Do you think you will be settled if you have spent your whole life being resentful? Difficult. Give you aircon room, uh, humidity control, then your moisturizer, air purifier. Well, what scent you want, don't let you choose. Your mind will still be unsettled because it has been unsettled. So to me, it's more important that <clears throat> we learn how to settle our mind here and now, starting from now. Don't wait until we... Huh? Uh, and at the same time, <clears throat> don't consciously, unconsciously become a, a factor to unsettle other people's mind. So, um, so pre-cremation, then we usually do some uh, service chanting, then post-cremation do some chanting. Huh? Uh, <clears throat> again, the stipulation on uh, within the first 49 days to do daily prayers or every seven days do a prayer. Um, these are not just arbitrary numbers also. Yeah, there's some basis in some commentaries. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> again, I want to highlight, uh, do what you're able to do to your ability. Some students say, but Sufu, if I keep samples, are quite expensive. Then, I tell them, then you try yourself. Lah. Yeah, I'm I, I busy. Like. Then what you want? <laughs> I'm not saying that you must definitely engage their post or, or invite their post to try. Ask, let you have a choice. You try yourself. I'm busy. Then, then how? <laughs> yeah. Don't know how to try. Then try. I mean, don't follow. Try how to try. Don't know how to try. Go on YouTube. Search. Lah. Then follow. Lah. Then I'm can. You will sing. You will sing. Yeah, so I think that's about it about all the different things. Also, uh, Serene, if I they didn't manage to, uh, you didn't manage to get all the answers, uh, let me know. Okay, then uh, Kadel, uh, your question, <clears throat> I remember, but I want to repeat so they know what is your question. I know his question is <laughs> <laughs> if we can dedicate marriage, then can we dedicate the marriage, right? Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. How does it work? Yeah, Because if you can dedicate marriage, then it seems like I do, then you get the results. Then it's not 自作自受, it's 自作他受. 
then you all don't practice uh, what for we have fast receipt every day I just lock myself you all just lock me into the cage with uh, my head here then you all just feed me food uh, I just meditate whole day sit down and meditate then you yeah, food food then dusty dusty hot hot yeah, just meditate uh, then you all just have a tablet in front of me then show the name uh, then I just every one hour wake up then <laughs> no, because I wasn't sleeping. I opened my eyes. Then, okay, this one past hour dedicated to uh, Marcel. Uh, Marcel, okay, Marcel, be you, be one, happy. Okay, who is next? Oh, 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 Mickey, Mickey, okay, I'm very big. If it can be done, as I've mentioned in many classes, if you can simply transfer merits. <coughs> then Buddha don't have to give 45 years of teaching. Right? He practiced for three Asamkhya Kappa and in the Chinese Mahayana tradition, the Buddha, the Buddha merely did a demo of birth and then uh, uh, practices, uh, uh, then living a palace, then practice, attain Buddhahood, then set up the, the turning of the Dharma, then Buddha Sasana, then enter Parikhimina, Ibana. This is just a demo, <clears throat> presentation to show you that it can be done. Then when there are conditions, you present again. So what does it mean? That means still a lot of merits to, you know, yeah, inexhaustible merit. Then if you can just transfer merits, you should just ask Marcel, what is your account? What is your merit account? Give me the fast code. <laughs> then I transfer over. Then you tell Buddha, no, now this use pay now. Uh, transfer merits to me. Huh? Then how much you need? Huh? How much you need? Uh, Buddha, tomorrow I'm going to go and party. So maybe top up a bit more. <laughs> uh, then weekend coming, I'm going to do stupid things. Can you top up some more? So I don't go to hell. <laughs> Can or cannot? So then when we do transfers of merits, what is what I've been doing? I was sitting here, Bhante was sitting here, Professor Chandi. Uh, Chandrawi Mala was sitting there <clears throat> and then there was a retreat someone asked a similar question so I explained and I said you cannot transfer merits yeah although the term is transference of merits but if you look at the you know we, we recited this Anumodana Etawata Chahan it's not transferring merits no. It's inviting beings of various realms to come and rejoice in this wholesome act. And in rejoicing, then may they also partake in the merit. How do they partake? When they rejoice in it, that mental quality of rejoicing in something wholesome, that itself generates merit. So this is the first way we can so-called share merit matters. Cannot transfer. <clears throat> uh, in one class, uh, one of the students asked, hey, how about the Di Zhang Jing? Di Zhang Jing seemed to imply that you can transfer. Well, either this is correct and that is wrong, or this is correct and that is wrong. But teachings cannot be violating first principles. The first principle here is causality. No matter how Di Zhang Jing talk about expedient means, it cannot violate expedient means. Uh, it cannot violate causality. Uh, you understand? Yeah. So, if you cannot violate that, you must then the verses must be understood as an expedient explanation. 
not so direct. Oh, you just do this, then transfer the values. You know? Doesn't work that way. So that's the first one. By inducing merit. You do something good, <clears throat> you do a prayer, dedicate to them, they hear about it. Ah, ayah, oh, my grandson could tell, oh, so nice. Huh? Wow, ayah, in my name, huh? ayah, sadhu, wow, so good. Huh? Wow, then they, they feel happy, then they connect with wholesomeness. So to generate some merit. First way. Second way, when we dedicate merits, what we are doing is, uh, we are putting a post-it note. Yeah, we are putting a post-it note and indicate, okay, this this one, when I receive my CPF, <laughs> uh, it's like putting a, a what you call that? Uh, CPF, there's something called what? Uh, nomination. Uh, it's like doing a nomination. Uh, you nominate in future, but if you die, what are you going to do with it? <laughs> yeah. So this is nomination of your merit. Yeah. When you get this merit, what are you going to do with it? So you nominate it to all sentient beings. You nominate it to this person for this cause, for that purpose. So in future, when you when the karma ripen, you're born as a human being, hey, see, how come some people quite naturally helpful to people? Maybe this person nominated the merit of a human life to helping people. Some people, how come very selfish? <laughs> nominate in a different way. But definitely not just transference, which brings us to the second part. If you can transfer merit, then can we transfer the merit? If you can transfer the merit, here's your dollar. You can kill people. Huh? I dedicate this to you. <laughs> you die. Cannot. <laughs> huh? uh, doesn't work that way. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, last. On behalf of. On one student that asked on Sligo. Oh, on Sligo. So related. Related. Huh? Yeah. Oh, I want to let you ask some questions. Do uh, you have any question in particular to ask related to funeral today? No, but there's one about rebirth. About rebirth? Yeah. Uh, is it long or short or very long? Huh? A bit long. A bit long. Huh? A bit? Yeah. Long, very long. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you ask again. Okay. Shop, huh? okay. uh, she said a friend who is planning a Buddhist funeral asked whether flowers offered at the Buddha altar can be any flowers, like uh, non-conventional ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I remember you posted that. Sunflower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, you posted in the Xiaobusa chat, yeah. Okay, let me see. Huh? Mm, yes, so a friend who is planning a Buddhist funeral asked flowers for altar. Offered at the Buddha altar can be any flowers, like non-conventional ones, for example, black roses, sunflower. <laughs> yeah? Usually for uh, Chinese uh, Chinese style, uh, usually what do we offer? Presentable. Uh, uh, but I've ever seen people offer quite lily, uh, quite classy one. Yeah. Uh, black roses can be quite nice also. Yeah. Buddha. Buddha is not like us. Me, black rose. I don't like black. I like gold color. Buddha is not like us, so, so troublesome. Scarlet Buddha don't like flowers, how? So, uh, as far as I'm concerned, 
if it's in your own house, whatever flower you like. Okay? But if you're in a family, and some family members, especially the elders, they have some taboo. They feel that offer Buddha must only be this particular flower or that particular flower, then up to you, whether you want to pick a fight or not. <laughs> Are you offering flowers to pick a fight or to offer as a practice or to, to contemplate on impermanence? Yeah. Which one are you doing? Because you, if you already know that a family member will get upset, kick up a fuss, yeah, then do you still want to do that? Uh, if you want, then you get ready to follow. <laughs> uh, other than your own house, if you are offering to temple, usually check with them what kind of flowers they prefer. It's just like if your friend has a birthday party, then you can offer black rose. Right, it's the same thing, right? Right? You, if you have some very specific, you know, obtuse kind of choices, I don't say that it's a bad choice, but not a common choice, then usually you want to check, hey, what do you think of black roses? Huh? Like, hint, hint, huh? because you don't want them to know that it's a surprise, huh? hey, what do you think of black roses? Huh? That person well, can be quite classy. Oh, there you have to try. Huh? <clears throat> So, would it be okay for a Buddhist to have a non-religious funeral? Bracket, uh, family members, friends, some are other religion. I don't wish to make them uncomfortable. Then don't die lah. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you are dead makes them uncomfortable already. Lah. Which part of a funeral is comfortable? Curry. Curry. Curry is outside. Yeah, but on a serious note, uh, I'm two ways about this. On one hand, it depends. Uh, are you the minority? Whole family, all Christians, you're the only Buddhist. Then maybe <laughs> you have to find consensus among them. Are they okay for you to have a Buddhist funeral? <clears throat> if the whole family all Buddhist, you're the only Christian or other religion. It doesn't have to be Buddhist against Christian. We're not against Christian. But anyway, you are dead already. So why are you worried? Yeah. The main thing that determines how, where you are reborn is your karma. Yeah. The main thing. The main thing. The funeral. Hey, just now, Sifu, you say, you know, benefit the... Yeah, that one is the backup plan. <laughs> you shouldn't live your life on the backup plan. <laughs> right? You know? It's just like... <clears throat> it's just like, you ride bicycle, your brakes should work. Backup plan, jump off the bike. <laughs> it shouldn't be that you drive, you, you know a bicycle brake is not working. Then you're like, don't worry, I have backup plan. <laughs> Or you see someone drive a car, then hey, we're driving from one leg, not closing the door. Oh, brake's not working. That's why I must put one leg outside <laughs> for brake. Will you take such a car? Yeah, you call Grab. Hey, come the guy drive, and then the door is open. <laughs> right? You wouldn't do that with your life with Grab or any vehicle. So don't, don't, don't. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, 
I, I said on the serious though, how come I'm not so serious? <laughs> <laughs> uh, only, only I can joke about funeral. <laughs> but uh, on the serious note, is it okay for Buddhists to have a non-religious funeral? Well, again, to begin with, there's no stipulation. So it's okay. Buddhists are very flexible. Sometimes too flexible. And then as a result, it's like we have no baseline. Yeah. It becomes ambiguous what do we what we really stand for. You know? It's one thing to be imposing on others. But if it's your own funeral, you should be able to determine what. Right? Even if it's your family member, they should respect your choice. Right? Uh, so to me, the question is not just about Buddhist funeral or about funeral for that matter. It's about whether your relation with your family members are okay. If it's okay, they should respect your choice. Right? The funeral is for you, not for them. So what is is I imagine, imagine you get married. Yeah, and then you are you are of a certain religion. Then you go to a certain you know religious center to have. Then your family members say, "Hey, how come have it here? <laughs> we are not following this religion. Cannot what? Yeah, never ask you. Just ask you to come and attend the wedding. Not ask you to get married. So, <laughs> right? Ask you to kind of attend funeral, not ask you to kind of die. <laughs> so you don't have to worry about what type. Yeah, right. So we should respect the departed one. So if so, especially for those who have already stipulated, family members should respect them. And as I said, this boils down to whether the family members and this person, uh, this is uh, SW. I don't know whether it's the same person, but should be. Uh, What's the name? Uh, just text me actually. What's the name? SW. Sui. Ah, Sui. So to me, it boils down to mutual respect or mutual respect. That I think should be okay. And it's not about whether it's Buddhist or non Buddhist. Uh, we have already come to the end of the sharing. Uh, as I said, <coughs> the passing. Of a family member, a funeral, uh, no part of it is easy for people to accept. No part of it is comfortable, really. Yeah. Nobody wants to have to attend a funeral. So many times I've attended a funeral, and sad to say, that's the time where you oftentimes meet up with friends. And many times friends would say, we, we, we shouldn't, we should. Break this cycle. Let's catch up after this. Let's not have to catch up only when there's a funeral. The first funeral that I attended for a peer was in a set form. <clears throat> My primary school friend, uh, Zhang Shui Li, she drowned in a, uh, a, an accident. Yeah. She was a very smart girl, you know. Yeah. We went from the same primary school. Nothing after that, she went to Daman, Daman Kai. Yeah, unfortunately, drowning accident passed away. Sack form. I'm sure she would have aced it. Yeah. So when we attended the funeral, sexually <coughs> or sack form around that. When we attended the funeral, then finally primary school 
uh, classmates all met. Yeah. And we were like, ah, we should, we should meet. But in the end, also never meet. <laughs> Unfortunately. So funeral is a difficult time. And so uh, it's good that Buddhism actually don't have specific stipulation on how it should be done. In this way, people can breathe in that way, in the way that they are most comfortable with. What's important perhaps is for the family to have the space and time <clears throat> to, to settle down, to make sense of what's happening. Because one moment the person is alive, you can talk to the person, and the next moment, just gone. Yeah. So as, as a Buddhist, when we do attend funerals of family or friends, not immediate, uh, be careful of one thing. Don't be too quick to throw in Dharma, Dharma, Dharma. Just be there with them to offer support, to offer your presence. Talk to them, listen to them. That's the support to give. Prayers we should do. We can even do it at our own time. And then just do dedication. Don't go there. And let's say your friend is a Christian, you go there and no, 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 no,